This is the podcast by the Straits Times. Welcome to ST Sports Talk, a podcast by the Straits Times. In this episode, Assistant Sports Editor Rohit Bridgnar and Sports Correspondent Sazali Abdul Aziz host Minister for Culture, Community and Youth Edwin Tong. They talk about Joseph Schooling's swim setbacks and discuss if there is a fair weather sports fan culture in Singapore before they move on to the importance of athlete mental well-being. Thanks again for, for, for taking the time to speak to us. We really appreciate it. Actually, I think you, you uh, spoke to Joseph Schooling uh, on the day after his race. Uh, what did yeah. you tell him? What did you tell him? Joseph wanted to meet with me just to get a sense of, you know, have a conversation. When I met him at the pool, uh, you know, we went back to the same location, sat in the stands this time around, looking down at the pool. And I told him that, uh, you know, he has to, it's, it's, it will be tough on him. And I, and I can imagine 2020 was a very different Olympics from 2016 for him when he was quite an unknown coming through. And uh, 2020, everybody's looking out for him. He's the Olympic record holder. He's the man to beat in the, in the 100 fly. So I told him that, you know, when you look back now, I think all of that pressure, whether consciously or otherwise, would have added uh, to the demands on him. So I told him to really take some time off, free his mind, think about something else. He's got 14 days of SHM, uh, read a book, I told him. And, you know, after that, see his family, which he's really looking forward to. Discuss it with them, with his coach, with the NSA, and then come back and discuss a plan with us. And we'll see how we can best support that plan. But for now, I think it's important for him to just uh, free his mind from the current uh, considerations, the comments, some positives, some negatives, but focus on himself. And I think he needs to take some time for himself now. It's a long journey for the athletes. You can't win all the time, which is another point I did make to Joseph too, that you know, you, you're out there as a champion, you can't win all the time. The real, the real test for us is how do we react when we've not got our way results-wise? What then do we do? How, how do we hunker down and make sure next time we're out there comp- competing, we can give a far better account of ourselves? So one of the things, uh, Minister, that always happens is that sport sparks very powerful emotions. That's what it does. So obviously, there were reactions to Joseph's performance. Uh, a lot of them very supportive, some less so. You did mention something about fair weather fans. Would you like to just talk about that a little bit, but also about whether you feel athletes must also be accountable for their performances? Thanks, Roy. I, I think that's a, a very fair, very good question. I, I would say, as you said, in general, Singaporeans have been encouraging. They know the sacrifices our athletes have made. They've tried their best. I mean, you know, as you've heard from some commentators, no athlete wants to go out there, train so, so long, make so much sacrifices, and then not do their best. So they've been generally encouraging. Um, when results don't go away, I think there also has to be a balance in reactions. There will be critics. That's part of life. I think in almost every aspect of society, let alone in performance, competitive sports, people can express a view, ask what happened, and I think they're entitled to that. Many Singaporeans do that, in fact, because they care about Singapore sport. They want it to be better. They want to see Singapore perform better, be at the podium. And I think on this, we're all on the same page. So, the, the one thing, though, I, is uh, not, not to be personal in comments or criticisms. And I think this can be damaging and also demoralizing. We've seen many examples of this in, uh, in other countries. Athletes, when they do well, 
they're celebrated, you know, they're made heroes of. But when they do badly, the, the drop is very sharp. It, and it can become quite nasty sometimes. And sometimes it's about race or about appearances or about labels that we put on athletes unfairly. And this then tends to get amplified on social media, which is, you know, spirals into a negative. We don't have it here, thankfully, and I hope it stays this way. At the same time, when you talk about um, what we do, I think we do need to take a, a, a detailed evaluation, a, a detailed, honest look at what has happened. We must, we can only move forward if we look back at ourselves critically each time. All of us, and I don't mean the athletes, but I mean all of us in the entire sporting ecosystem. We have to be frank to discuss what worked for us, what did not. An open, honest conversation between athletes, or rather starting with athletes who are in the thick of the competition would be best. But then with coaches, with the nutritionists, the psychologists, with the NSAs, officials, we need to learn what we can do better and then adopt them for the coming competitions. So I think that's this, this is an important way to, to learn from every game and make sure that we take on these lessons for the next games. So one of the things that I, I, I really liked uh, during this past couple of weeks is that I see a lot of Singaporeans on, on chat groups or even letters I may get or Sazali may get really involved in the Olympics, you know, really caring about Singaporean performances and also about performances of athletes across the world. So for this two weeks, there's this great sporting spirit within Singapore, but it's something obviously we want to keep going. How do we do that? How do we foster this sporting spirit? Well, I, I think you naturally see a high and a peak every time there are games, the major sure. games and so on, right? Uh, and and, and you know, people's interests are peak because you have that. Uh, but along the way, I think the relationship between athlete and uh, the supporter, the Singaporean, is going to be important. So on an, on an institutional side, we have team leader volunteers. I mean, they go out there and they support and uh, I, think, I think they bring a certain vibe to it. But I must say that our athletes have made a tremendous effort over the last couple of years to build that relationship themselves too. Particularly during the last one and a half years of COVID, they made themselves available in the community. They have put themselves out there. They've gone above and beyond just being sporting type. And I think they made a, a conscious and concerted effort to build a relationship with, with fans. And I hope fans appreciate that and also tune in. And, and perhaps today, perhaps because of social media, there is a, there is a greater connectivity. I, 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 mean, I look at our Olympians, whether you talk about Kyria or Mita, Kenyu, who is a very popular, Jamin. Uh, we also talked about our sailors. I think they all have a following online. Uh, I hope to see that grow because not only because they are fans in inverted commas, but because I think they care about the sport and about the development. And certainly when you care about the sport and uh, you take an active interest in, in performance and in the, in, in the athlete, you inculcate a greater following and that's where you have a potential for a greater pipeline. And I hope to encourage that more. And certainly in my capacity at MCCY, working with SportSG, working with the NSAs, we will definitely do what we can to put sports on a platform which is more recognized. Uh, you know, Rohit, I, I know you subscribe to that and so do I. That I think sport is that one thing that unites our community, is that one element that we can really say is truly colorless, blindless, no creed, no race is involved. And I think it is a real great platform for us to build a social cohesion. It sounds somewhat, um, you know, uh, 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 passe and uh, clickish, uh, but... Uh, uh, a cliche rather, but uh, I think it's really true. And so I, I do hope that the following of fans for our athletes will grow. Now, if you like what you've been hearing so far, do subscribe to ST Sports Talk on Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Back to our conversation with Minister for Culture, Community and Youth, Edwin Tong, and his summary of Team SG at the Tokyo Olympics. Uh, just curious, uh, that post you, you, you made uh, saying that we should draw a line to, to, or Singaporeans should draw a line to the, where the criticism is uh, for athletes. Was that something, yeah. a result of something that you saw or, or you know, something that you, you heard or something or, or was it more preemptive? Well, it, it's a bit of both, Sazali. I, I have followed some of the threads that I've seen, uh, particularly on Joseph, who's probably the most well-known of our athletes, beginning from, I think, post the Games 2019. And, and you know, they were, they were not altogether constructive. I think some of them became quite personal. And, uh, and I saw some of these in, in the immediate aftermath of the heats as well. The first the fly, the free heats, and then after the fly heats. So in the, it's also preemptive in some ways, because as I told Rohit just now, I don't want to see Singapore go down the path of so many other countries. I mean, you've seen the post-Euro 2000, uh, 2020 uh, reactions. You know, one day a hero, the next day, because you miss a penalty, it becomes a race issue. Um, it's very ugly. We've seen what's happened to Naomi Osaka, even in these games, after she, as a favorite, lost out to one of uh, the eventual finalists. So, so many of these examples exist overseas, and I hope not to see that happen in Singapore. So, so one of the things that has happened in these games and the spotlight has been, uh, has been turned onto is, is mental health because of what happened with Simone Biles, which was, I think, probably one of the biggest stories of these games. And it is something, obviously, local athletes have also talked about a little bit here and there. So is this yeah. something that, that concerns you and something that we uh, must keep an eye on that, that, uh, that you'll be looking at? Mental health, uh, mental uh, stresses is something that is across most of life now. It's just not just in sports. Uh, in sports, I think it's accentuated because it, you know, every small twitch, every micro millisecond matters so much. So I think to the athletes, they live under a tremendous strain. Um, it's important for us. It's really important for us because at, at the end of the day, for all the performances and all the achievements, the health and well-being of the athlete always comes first. And it's something that I stress on them. I mean, that's why in part, I tell them now, take some time off. I think they deserve it. Put their feet up. You know, our sailors have been on the road for six or seven months. They've not seen home. So can you imagine the stress that we have on our uh, these two young ladies, not seen home for six, seven months, been living in Europe, training, you know, each day thinking about qualification and then performance, what happens. They carry the weight of Singaporeans' expectations on their shoulders, uh, often quietly without much fanfare. So we do have to look after that aspect. SSI, I think, has been very focused on this. But going back to sailing, uh, when I was there in Oshima, one of the things I saw was the, the structure around the two sailors. We always see Kimberly and Cecilia. But you don't realize that there is a full-time um, uh, psychologist, there's a team psychologist that travels with them. We've been there with them for about three years or so. Uh, Joyce, her name is Joyce Cole from, um, I think it's either SSI or NYSI. And she keeps them on an even keel, uh, making sure that they are okay, not just physically, but mentally addressing issues. She looks out for mood swings, looks out for you know, dips in, in behavior. There's also a physiotherapist that goes with them. And I think this entire support structure is, is partly the reason what, behind why these two were so successful. And it is important that we continue with this in this vein for all our athletes to ensure that they're well looked after, not just physically, but also mentally. 
I, I would say one more thing, uh, Rohit. Uh, it's important that that the surroundings, the first responders as it were to mental health issues, a coach or fellow athletes, officials, they know how to look out for these signs. It's important. And I think the culture is also important that we 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 have a culture where we know it's okay to seek treatment. I mean, people find it no no skin off their nose to seek a get a massage from a from someone because you have a muscle ache. It should no not be any different if you need to see a psychologist, psychiatrist to get mental assistance. Uh, and it should not be a problem. Just as we say to all our students, to all our workers, you know, everywhere else. I think this is if we don't deal with this, it's gonna be a growing problem. So I like the culture to also change. Is this something that has uh, been a focus of, as you said, NYSI and SSI uh, for a long time already, or has it been ramped up, you know, in the last year or so, you know, particularly with lockdowns and circuit breakers and so on? I, I think it's been there. It's been, it's been part of the NYSI uh, set of issues uh, alongside nutrition, sports science and so on. Uh, and there is, a, they also, the SSI psychology team also works in collaboration with the nutrition and the medical team at Sports Science and Medical Center. And uh, they do look at this as an issue. They do regular surveys to get keep tabs on well-being. But uh, again, as in almost every sector, this has stepped up in the last 18, 20 months or so because of circuit breaker, where the intensity has been sharpened, where the stresses, I think, have also been a lot more marked. So we will have to keep tabs on this and see where it goes. But I can only say that we, we can only... Uh, strengthen those resources and uh, not reduce them even after circuit breakers over and even after we, we see the back of this pandemic. You know, after medals at three consecutive Olympics, this is the first since 2004 where Team Singapore is not uh, medaled. Uh, what are your thoughts on this and, and how do you rate uh, the contingents campaign? Well, Sazali, of course, uh, when it comes to Olympics and competitive sports in any competition, you do want the medals. And I think that's the highlight. Uh, so we didn't get that. But at the same time, I think there's a lot of positives that we can take away from this. We had a good spread of sports that we have uh, competed in in the Olympics. And I think this bodes well when you look at the breadth of sports that we have taken part in. Also, the number of deputants who have made it uh, this time around, I think uh, 17, if I'm not wrong, uh, is quite a large number. So also a good spread across sports. And finally, I think the individual performances of some of our athletes have really stood up. So I think all in, disappointing and perhaps, um, you know, we wish we could have had medals. But I think the takeaway is that we've had some really strong performances individually. And I think that bodes pretty well for the future. Well, that wraps it up for this episode of ST Sports Talk by The Straits Times. Find ST Sports Talk podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts. Like us and give us a rating. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.